You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hi there, podcast listeners. This is Sarah. Thank you so much for downloading this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. And this, as you know, is a podcast all about shedding limiting labels and beliefs so all of us can lead fulfilling, meaningful, and purposeful lives. And those of us at No Labels, No Limits, we appreciate you walking alongside us on this journey of living with no labels, I believe, without a doubt, we are each capable of more than we imagine. So I think you will find that our guest today is going to prove my point. Um, And I really hope you enjoy my interview with Laura Buell. Now, Laura is an e-commerce expert. She is the founder of e-commerce Boss Babes, a thriving online community for females in e-commerce. And Laura works with businesses to help them grow to seven figures, some beyond, by selling products successfully on Amazon. Now, Laura used to be a single mom who backpacked with her little one. This was at a time when she was just getting started in the e-commerce space herself. And she's also traveled for many years and lived on four different continents. Laura says it's important to do things even if you feel scared. Dream big, no matter what others feel is realistic. So with that, let me welcome our guest, Laura Buell. Laura, welcome to the No Labels, No Limits podcast. Hello, Sarah. Thank you so much. It's really (laughs) great to have you on the show. And as I mentioned in our kind of pre-recording phase, there are a lot of questions I have about what you do But before we get started with all of that, I'd like to ask podcast guests if there's something that they do every day that keeps them heading toward their own big vision or goals for what matters in their lives. I really need to have a structure because I have an ADD mind and otherwise I get very unfocused (laughs) and all over the place. So yeah, I do um, two things. Once a week, I'm going to... um, pre-schedule the whole week so I block schedule my calendar to know what I have to do each day otherwise if I don't know beforehand I'll be just like oh okay let's just do something and I'll be very unproductive so I always have to pre-schedule everything and I do um, journal every day journaling is something that helps me find clarity and when I have clarity I know what what is going to be important to do and what is going to give me a great return of investor time. How long does that process take you? I mean, every day it's different and I don't journal every single day. Um, when I feel like I'm, I'm overwhelmed or there's some lack of clarity because every time I, I'm missing some clarity, I notice that I, I'm not able to get ahead with something. I feel like really stuck. And when I have this feeling of being stuck, and that happens to me often because I, I have so many different thoughts and ideas and projects at the same time, then I just need a paper and then I just write down my 
my thoughts and it, it feels like I'm able to just dump all my thoughts on the paper and then I can sort them and then I, I feel really clear and it feels like really light. Yeah. <laughs> I do something similar and it's interesting. I, you made me laugh when you said you have an ADD mind. I do. I do. I don't know that I would call it that, but I must like the shiny penny thing, you know, so that overwhelm sense. And you, even if you know how to do what you're doing, you're so right that when you write it down, it's really much simpler to look and go, what's necessary? What's not? What's what's that even in there for? You know, I don't even know why that's on my mind. It does help kind of filter and sort and then reduce overwhelm. I also think that when you do that or when I do that, I just feel better about the day overall because I, I was clear about my intention and what I wanted to accomplish and not all of it is a task. Yeah, absolutely. It really makes it clear as well what I did spend my day on and and it helps me feel like, hey, this was a really great day. <laughs> it so, does. Yeah. And then do you ever go back and just look at like either at your pre-schedule or your journal and say what you learned like over three or four days or a week or two? Yes. And sometimes I'm super surprised because I used to not have any schedules at all because I was like always wanting to be like free spirited and no, no restrictions at all. <laughs> I felt like this is not the way for me to go. But since I'm doing this, I've been accomplishing so much more than I've ever been able to do when I'm not scheduling things in. So I always like to look back and, and look at, wow, this is really nice to see that I was able to do all these things. Yeah. So it makes yeah. me feel happy <laughs> it's it's a it's an irony that the more you schedule right not necessarily like so you're crazed out but the more you schedule and block the actually the more freedom it feels like you have and you yeah. like you said you look back and you're thinking well that was a great week or a day or a month so that's why i asked because yeah. i was curious what you experienced for yourself Let's talk about you specifically and what led you to becoming an e-commerce expert and consultant. So mm -hmm. what did lead you to where you are today? I really wanted to build my own e-commerce business. And that was a goal I had when I was a new mom. I had a newborn. That was in 2012. And I, I was looking at ways online to make money. And I, I noticed that there was this way um, where people are selling products online but I didn't know what to do <laughs> so um, I totally failed at it and I had many many attempts and I keep failing and that's what led me to really start learning about it and then I learned about Amazon and that people are selling on Amazon and I was like oh totally hooked I tried it I lost all my money on it <laughs> and then I decided okay I need to properly learn it and I went to the source itself. So I started working for Amazon directly. And I became someone who would support um, sellers. And at some point, I got into a special team of just five people that was um, supporting the top 100 sellers and coaching them. And through that, I learned a ton. Uh, I coached and supported thousands of sellers and that was my job for years 
So now let, let me just back up one second. What was interesting to me is Amazon employed you to coach sellers. Yeah. So for folks listening to this, think about that. This is a platform that's paying someone to be an expert to help you be successful. So that gave you a lot of time to learn a lot of the behind the scene things that otherwise people have to learn by trial and error or by talking to a consultant um, multiple times, possibly. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So when you started out, you said your first foray into selling on Amazon didn't work so well. What were you (laughs) trying to sell? It was pacifier wooden necklaces that were customized with the name of the baby on it. (laughs) This is something that people in Germany really liked. And at that time, I was living in Asia, in Singapore specifically. And I thought, oh, this is a perfect idea. And this is what I'm going to sell. And I never thought about researching the market if people are even interested in that and how much they would be spending for it and how much time it would take me to do it so I didn't really calculate a lot of the things in that's why yeah it didn't really work out well but you did learn some things yes I did so (laughs) what type of um, individual is best suited to going in and starting an e-commerce business or side hustle on, on Amazon specifically. And we can talk about other platforms too, but you know, given your extreme background with that, what would make someone suitable? I wouldn't say that just like a certain personality trait that is specifically needed or even techni- like technical skills. What is needed is the ability to stick through when it doesn't work out and being resourceful enough to um, to build up a business and follow rules. Like you can't go and start an online business and do random things. There's always a system that works and you need to follow a system. And what I find that many people get stuck in they put their emotions too much into it and they get attached with product ideas. And even though when we like try to validate them with data and if it makes sense to sell such product, they will still want to go for it because they themselves are convinced it's going to work. And oftentimes that is what leads them to failure, unfortunately. So there's a mix of following a system and being resourceful. Let's say the the right person who meets kind of mm-hmm. those characteristics, right? They're going, I'll stick with it. I'll follow a system. I just want to be successful. And if I hit a roadblock, I'm going to, you know, do what I can to figure it out or reach out for help. What are some of the first steps you talked about even knowing what to sell, right? How So if I were that person, how the heck would I figure out what type of product I should be selling? Yeah, finding the right product to sell is the most essential part when it comes to selling a product successfully on a platform like Amazon or Etsy or similar platforms. Because in the end of the day, those platforms are like search engines. So you should be selling something that people are searching for. But at the same time, 
you should be selling something that isn't offered that much so you wouldn't be able to compete so it needs to be like that golden golden middle not sure if you say that (laughs) that way but you the product needs to have demand but still be niche enough so it doesn't have too much competition so you're able to enter the market and I do have like a success formula where I say okay you need to find the market that there's demand for it you need to be able to add value because you don't want to be just bringing in the same product on the market you always want to be a little bit different in order to get enough of the market share and then you want to be able to rank because on Amazon the only way to really sell something is by being on page number one when someone types something in that fits the product. If you select the right product, even if you're not really good in SEO and all the other things, you still have a really good chance of succeeding. But the other way around, if you have a really bad product selection, it doesn't matter how great you are in ranking uh, SEO and all that tactics because if the product isn't the right one it's still not going to work so the most essential part is really the product research okay now you kind of talked a little bit about how we know the right product how would you know if there's enough margin to make it profitable for you okay so I would do a few different things there is software that is going to allow me to see what the sales estimates are. So I can search for a pacifier necklace, for example, on Amazon and see how much are the competitors selling. I would always want to see that someone else is at least selling a similar product. So I see that this sort of product would be able to be sold in the first place. And then I want to see what is the price roughly In the next step, I would then contact a supplier. For what price can I buy this product? And I would always look for a ratio of three times. So if a product sells for $15, I would want to have the product sourced for $3 roughly, Um, maximum $5. So it shouldn't be taking more than 33%. Otherwise, it's going to be really hard to make a profit at some point because you have fees that you need to calculate with shipping fees and so on. You might have some returns. So you want to have a profit margin of around 30% in order to make it successful in the long term. That's what I look for. I hope I made it. Well, no, that... But no, having those ratios, I think that's really makes sense. Do you find that folks though get hooked on a product and they're going, that's okay, I'm, I'm just going to use this as a loss leader. I don't need to make that. Yeah, very often. Unfortunately, I see many people not reading red flags and they want to continue anyway because they feel like they've spent all, all my like already so much time and thinking about the product and researching it so might as well just do it but (laughs) I much rather say even if you spend two months in it if you notice that this product is not going to really make sense leave it and go for the next product you're always going to find a product at some point that's going to make sense do you say if after two months it's not making sense it's time to move on yes and some people will not want to move on because they feel like they've 
already invested two yeah. months into it. But two months is not much. No, <laughs> it's eight weeks, folks. It's only eight weeks. So That's even though idea. you were talking like three or five dollars, it's the same principle, right? You want to be able to make sure you can three exit because you've got other fees that will come out of that. That's the thing many people get wrong as well. When they find a $15 product that sells for $15, they sometimes assume that even if it costs them $7 or $8, they're still making enough profit. But they really need to look that it shouldn't be taking more than 33%. It should be only a third of the selling price. Otherwise, it gets really, really hard at some point um, to be profitable and for it to make sense. You, I had a couple other questions around the, the kind of the nuts and bolts of it. Then I want to ask you a slightly different question, but say someone has now started, they've dipped their toe in, they found a, one product and it's kind of working and they found a complementary product and that's kind of selling. Now, is it important for that person to continue to have products that align with their other kind of things they're doing? Um, do your products need to align with who you are and your brand? Not necessarily. You could have multiple brands and sell products in all different categories. You could have a brand that is for gardening and then you could have like an indoor fitness brand. And none of your buyers might even know that. And that's totally fine. If you find that your product research is giving you product ideas that might be in different categories, you could always think about building up different brands. So I always encourage my customers to be open to it. Of course, if you are able to find great product ideas within the same brand, it makes sense to, to really build a bigger brand with different products. But I would never force it. If you can't really find a product that matches it, or the ones that you are kind of trying to match into the brand don't look that promising. It might make sense to just build up different brands at the same time. Okay. So do some testing. Yeah. It but depends a bit on what the goal is really, because if you want to have a business that um, does sell products online and your main goal is to build up the business, let it grow and have a profit that um, you could use, you know, you can live from, then the best strategy is to really look out for the business and see, okay, what are products that are going to make sense to be sold? But of course, if you already have a brand and you're trying to, to build, like, let's say a productivity brand and you're building up different productivity products, then you can, for, of course, stay within that brand. And then maybe the, the goal is more going to be to build up the brand and to add credibility, to add some products that are going to help with cash flow or add some profit to the company and things like that. Of course, that can work too. So it depends a bit on the goal from the person or the company. So this is a good time, I think, to talk about how you help people, because when you start saying things like it's a good time to think about what the goal is. I'm wondering if that isn't one of the early questions you have with folks or help them think through when you're working with them so that they know what they're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very important. You want to understand what is the overall strategy 
of this business? Is it going to be to build up a brand to then sell it? Because there's a big market of different investors and companies buying up e-commerce brands, especially those that sell on Amazon. They like to buy private label brands that work well already. And there are people that just focus on building up brands and products and then sell them for a really, really great price and um, wait for the big payday. Others want to do it like a side hustle. They take it a bit slowly. They take... Um, maybe a few products and don't have big ambitious goals they just want it to be smooth and slow which is a nice um, way of working with it as well and then there are other companies that have been retail companies and then want to um, really go into the e-commerce space they want to um, have more sales online they want to go international oftentimes as well they want to enter the european market without going into retail stores they want to go through the e-commerce route and that is um oftentimes um something that works very well so a lot of <laughs> options right a lot of options yes <laughs> so you talk about believing that we should be selling on amazon in 2020 i'm curious if you see that changing for 2021, because now we're almost done with 2020, um, mm -hmm. do you still see Amazon as a great place to start in the e-commerce or if you're not already in it to get into? Oh, yes, absolutely. The reason for this is Amazon, almost 50% of all e-commerce or online transactions are done through Amazon. So Amazon has a massive customer base that is, growing and growing and growing this year it has grown a lot a lot of new prime members have joined and um, prime members are those that get the free shipping and are usually the customers that that buy multiple times a month or even more often and the trend has shown that people are buying a lot more on amazon which has been a bit troublesome for amazon they've they've grown a bit faster than they wanted too as well because that brings some um, difficulties as well but as someone who is just starting out the beauty is that one of the biggest struggles as an e-commerce business is not building a beautiful website is really having customers come to that website and buy and amazon has that massive customer base that can then find your product so this is an amazing advantage and the conversion rate is so high on Amazon that most e-commerce stores would never be able to do it. So while you don't really have a risk by offering it on Amazon, you have a lot to gain. And as someone who gets started, there is this program called Fulfillment by Amazon, FBA. So you don't even have to take care of shipping yourself, of warehousing, and all those things that can be quite challenging for someone who's just getting started because it takes a lot of manpower, especially if you get quite a bit of orders in and infrastructure you need to build out. Amazon already has all those warehouses. They already have all the stuff. They already have the experience. So you can have all your inventory sent to them and then they take care of all that for a very reasonable fee. So there are these different advantages that overall make it a really, really lucrative way to get started 
And, and do they handle like, because they're handling all the shipping, um, Laura, are mm -hmm. they also tracking taxes and that type of thing for people who are selling goods to states who don't have a, who actually have a tax that's applied? Um, if you're talking about sales taxes, this depends from state to state, but there's software that helps with that, which is making it, uh, it's not really complicated once you um, put the software in. Yeah. yeah, it's the same with with Europe. We have the VAT here, which is slightly more complicated than the US. But even that can be figured out. Yeah, with... but that's not part of the FBA program. No, they will not take okay. care of that. So they might. You too. They have wrote one more thing. They have. I mean, you know. And when you said that, that all the shopping that goes on there. You're right. You go and you look and see if it's there and, you know, and it's helpful to decide are you buying e-commerce or are you going to go local? And it just depends on where you are and what's available. Yeah. So let's talk a bit about, um, you know, your boss, e-com boss, babe work a little bit. Describe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this year during... The Corona lockdown in April, um, I was working with some of my customers, um, e-commerce really boomed us here, but I got a lot more time to reflect and it was a time where I really spent getting in touch with what I really want to do and I had like a little bit of a crisis of what, I, what do I really want to do? I didn't feel fulfilled with the clients that I had and I noticed one common theme that I mostly only worked with male-owned businesses. And I always wonder, where are the women, <laughs> you know? Like, I would love to see more female-owned businesses succeed on Amazon. And I found, like, well, I was wondering why, why is it missing? And I'm part in many Facebook groups on Amazon, about Amazon and Facebook. And I noticed that when women ask questions, sometimes men were like mansplaining and they were like laughing about the questions. So some did not really dare to ask. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start a group for women and I'm going to help more women to get started in e-commerce and get started selling products on Amazon. So yeah, that's what I then started in May, June. And the group has grown to 10,000 women in by October so it's just in a matter of a few months um, it grew really really quickly and uh, yeah it's really exciting <laughs> yeah um, that's very exciting that's quick growth but it's it's a uh, evidence too that you've other people were experiencing this like that need and that sense of wanting to be connected in the way that you do yeah I think so and this bit of extra encouragement of yeah you can do this too um, and I then started with beta groups and um, helped them um, with like a 12-week program from going from zero to launching a product and this has been really really exciting as well because it's such a mixed group of um, students really young then we have um, all the women in there as well. It's like a total mix from people all over the world. How and fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I would imagine in the group, there is a lot of different ideas because of that. 
the diversity mm -hmm. of thinking and location and so, yeah. So I'm going to ask you, I have a quick question here. Um, is there one mistake? I know you shared kind of like your, uh, some nuggets in there, but if there was something that a challenge or an assumption or a mistake that you faced early in your e-commerce work, and you were just start, you were one of those folks who joined your group, they said that I'm new. What would you do differently today as a result of what you've learned? Oh, yeah. Well, I would spend way more time in finding the right product and validating it to make sure that I'm not purposely <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, I was ignoring red flags then. I just wanted to make it work. So I, I kind of forced that product on the market <laughs> and it didn't work. So Knowing what I know now, I would have taken the money because I did have 10000 to invest and I would split it up into three products and I would focus mostly on the product research and um, validation to make sure that it makes sense. And yeah, that's what I would do okay. if I knew what I know now. Yeah. Well, and you do know now, so you can help the rest of it rest of us let us let's kind of wrap this up laura and talk about the best way for people to to connect with you to get involved in the work that you're doing the best way to get in touch is through the facebook group which is called e-commerce and fba boss babes i have just launched a youtube channel two weeks ago <laughs> Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And there I share tutorials and videos about e-commerce as well. So I think that's another great place to, to find out more about this. If it's a good idea to get started on Amazon FBA, if this is something that you're interested in, and then um, you could always just DM me then. So we'll put the links to both your um, Facebook group and your YouTube, your YouTube channel in the show notes so folks can find you, Laura. And um, I think with that, I just want to thank you for your time. I want to just thank you personally for sharing today and for helping us see some possibilities. Thank you so much, Sarah. I really enjoyed it. And I love your motto and I fully believe the same thing now it's so important to fully follow what you want to do and dream back thank you for listening to the no labels no limits podcast today please help us continue to share the message of hope and possibilities through inspired action to do that visit sarahbox.com no labels no limits podcast and click on the cup of coffee icon that will take you right where you need to go we'll see you next week You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. 
You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.